You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Hot Rod Charlie and a central quality closing on the outside. The four of them come into the final furlong. Mandalone fighting for the front. Medina Spirit battles on. Hot Rod Charlie on the outside. And central quality on the far outside. The four of them coming to the finish in the Kentucky Derby. Here's the wire. Bob Beffert does it again. Medina Spirit has won the Kentucky Derby. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. We're live on 1430 The Bet in Denver, 105.9 FM, HD2 in Chicago, and 93.1 FM, The Bet in Los Angeles on HD3. We're on Twitter at BetQL Daily, and we are going to check in with Chuck Esposito at Las Vegas, find out how the book did over the weekend. Actually, we have him now, so let's check in with Chuck at Station Casinos. He's the race and sports book director over there. And uh, Chuck, we just played the highlight of uh, the Kentucky Derby. You know, it's so easy when we have the results. And sometimes you just you just pound your head and you're like, ah, oh, God, Baffert's got one horse and it was that simple. You just picked the Baffert horse. In fact, Chuck, my, my wife and my daughter were telling me, just bet on the pink horse. Just bet on the pink horse. I'm like, no, no. It's Medina Spirit. It wasn't even going to be his best horse. And and there we have it. Medina Spirit wins the Baffert horse, and uh, he gets another derby win. He does. Uh, you know, the crowd, the atmosphere. It was just great having it on the first uh, Saturday in May. Um, and, and you're right. There was just so much value on that horse. You know, opening around 15 to 1, closed around 12 to 1. It wasn't his best horse. You're right. Um, there was a lot of hype for essential quality, um, you know, a lot of hype for several horses in the race. But, uh, hey, you know, uh, he was in the winner's circle again, and uh, the lines weren't quite as long catching. So there wasn't a lot of believers, which is kind of surprising since it's a uh, backward horse. Uh, Chuck, was there more interest in the Derby on Saturday or just betting on the NFL draft over the, over the course of the last four days? The draft was crazy, guys. I mean, it, it's kind of two different things. Uh, the, the Derby is such a spectacle, and I think when you look at that, it doesn't matter if you're really a, a horse racing fan or not. Uh, you just want to have a at least a $2 bet. Of course, there's many larger size wagers across the board, but just being in the book and having it on every screen, and you, you, know, you can see the dirt kicking up and, and the horses thundering down the stretch, and the atmosphere is just crazy. I mean, it's like being at Churchill. Um, I think the draft is just kind of a, a niche thing that it becomes bigger and bigger every year. Um, if you're a football fan, we've, we've added more and more props. Uh, it just adds to the intrigue overall. To me, I mean, I'm a total draft, Nick. 
and it is the you know it's the best soap opera soap opera you know on TV leading up to it with all the intrigue and smoke screens and you know should guys be taking lie detector tests or not because who knows <laughs> what they're saying if it's truth or not but it does make it fun. Yeah, and Chuck, you bring up it being a soap opera, and especially with uh, the news about Aaron Rodgers and the drama that went down on draft night where it was looking like there was a good chance maybe he was going to get moved maybe to Denver. What kind of action did you guys see involving that or continue to see with maybe Aaron Rodgers being on the move to a Denver or Las Vegas? And then also, like, how does that affect the NFC North? Because the Packers have dominated that division for so long, but if Rodgers is gone, it could be the Bears division, Minnesota, even though they were 7-9 and last year. It's kind of wide open. Oh, it absolutely opens it up. Um, you know, it was strange. You're, you're right. I mean, it's draft day, and all of a sudden the main focus is on Aaron Rodgers. Um, I mean, you, you try to read between the lines a bit. It really sounds like th there is definitely some serious problems there. We did lower Denver. I mean, Denver was the biggest hit going from 50-1 uh, to one, uh, to 30-1, to one, and it probably will get even a little bit lower uh, because you're hearing rumblings that just because of the way that the, the contract is structured and the cap dead money that this isn't something that might not take place until around june 2nd same thing with julio jones potentially but i think there's a much greater chance for rogers and i think you look at denver um with uh sutton's healthy and you've got jerry judy and kj hamler and noah Fant and melvin gordon and that defense with big fangio when they're good they lost a lot of close games over the last two years i mean you think about the afc that would have Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and potentially Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the AFC would be sick, um, but it does change the complexion of the NFC, especially the North. And don't know, you know, how quickly Justin Fields will acclimate himself to being the starting quarterback for the Bears. Vikings invested in their future quarterback and in Mond. Uh, Detroit still has a lot of work to do, although I thought they had a really good draft, but it definitely opens up the North as well. Uh, so we've made some adjustments there too, guys. Any other teams that people are buying into? Obviously, you know, with the draft, not not much is really going to change. But with, you know, the Rodgers news and Fields going to Chicago, any teams uh, in spe specifically that people are buying into? I think the two that, you know, that really kind of jumped off the page to me a little bit. Well, I guess, I guess there's three. I thought the, the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Chargers all had really good drafts. But I'm going to really lean towards the Dolphins. I thought the Dolphins draft was, was just perfect for that team. Um, I think being able to pair – uh, Tua up with, with Waddle was great. I like Phillips and Holland and Eichenberg and, and even Hunter Long tied in from BC. I think they had a really solid draft, and I think it really helped them uh, a lot. Uh, I think you look at the quarterbacks, and we, we actually put up, guys, uh, Rookie of the Year. Uh, we put that up already. We put it up the next day after the, the first two rounds of the draft. And, you know, I, the favorite is Trevor Lawrence, but the next pick is Justin Fields. It, it's not um, uh, Zach Wilson. It's not uh, Trey Lance. So I think that shows you kind of how we feel. The betters are going to look at it. That there's a much better chance that that Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields kind of puts up big numbers in their rookie year. Our guest Chuck Esposito, Station Casinos Race and Sportsbook Director. This is Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on BetQL Daily. Uh, Chuck, on those offensive rookie of the year odds, uh, we were talking about and going over it just in this era we sure we can make cases for Jamar Chase or Pitts or one of the running backs that went on day two if they get the opportunity. You can make some value cases, but it's going to be really, really hard for one of those five quarterbacks that went in the top 15 if they get a chance to play not to win that award. Did you put the, those five quarterbacks, one through five, on the odds board? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. They're all on the odds board, but not in that order. Again, Lawrence is the favorite, followed by Fields um, Mm -hmm. and then Lance, which I kind of went back and forth on. The reason with Lance, guys, is, is, and that's what kind of surprised me with the San Francisco pick. I feel he has all the tools all the potential but a guy that threw you know less than 320 passes i believe that the you know if i read that and heard that correctly that he has the fewest passes of any quarterback taken in the top five in the common draft era in the last 40 years so from an experience standpoint with that kind of a nucleus of a great defense in san francisco and really young skill position players in iuk and samuel and kittle um you're, you're adding a really young quarterback who might not be ready for you know, at least a year or two. I mean, you still have Garoppolo there. I don't think he starts right away, in my opinion. I think he's the one of all of them that maybe takes a, a backseat for a good year. I could see the same maybe with Mac Jones. But anyway, the list went Lawrence Fields, Lance, then Pitt Chase, then Zach Wilson, and then Mac Jones. Uh, there's a bunch of other guys listed, but those are kind of the top seven. Um, but, but for me, I, I think you have to have Lawrence and Fields it's kind of overwhelming favorites. And, and it might be that Lawrence is the only one maybe that starts out of the get-go, although I think Zach Wilson will uh, as well. Uh, you can make a case Fields, Lance, and Mac Jones don't start week one. Uh, but I think Fields has a real good shot of still doing that. Yeah, the Bears are saying Andy Dalton is still their QB1. He's going to start week one. Okay, talk to me in a few weeks. He ain't sitting the entire season behind Andy Dalton with a, a desperate head coach and general manager. Uh, Chuck, I love to hear that. Uh, you say that you're draft Nick, so I want to get your thoughts on your local team, man. What are the Raiders doing? <laughs> when it comes to the Raiders, guys, it is always expect the unexpected. Um, you know, uh, I had a feeling last year it was going to be rugs just because of, you know, the way they, they love speed. This year, I mean, uh, Leatherwood was a surprise when you still had some other offensive linemen on the board. Um, you know, Jenkins was on the board. The Bears got in the second round, or the Raiders took in the first. Who, you know, I had graded much higher. Um, I actually like their second pick. I, I like uh, Trevin Morgan, um, the safety from uh, TCU, much better. I think that probably should have been pick. They wouldn't have had to trade up a little bit in the second round to get him, and they could have got Leatherwood with that pick in the second round. But uh, Mayock and Gruden have kind of gone off the grid since they got there with Pharrell in the top five their first year. And, and you know, they've had a couple of good picks. But, again, expect the unexpected. And for whatever reason, they seem to be that team in the first round that usually goes off the grid somewhat. Chuck, uh, talking a lot of football right now. Is it still too early? Anything you've noticed with college football, whether it be the Heisman or potential, uh, you know, futures for national champions? Because we had a bunch of spring games I think there was like 15 spring games on Saturday, man. So I'm starting to get excited for college. And every time we like, we watch the NFL draft, I do start getting excited for the college season. Still too early or anything you've noticed? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I do too, but yeah, it's a little bit too early. I mean, we do have uh, some stuff on the board, but nothing that's really moved the needle. Uh, I think in the next, you know, a uh, few weeks, we'll be able to start diving into that a little bit more and starting to see, you know, some trends and things that are occurring. But right now, um, still a little early. I mean, you got, you know, baseball that's gone through the first month and NHL and NBA that's winding down. Um, but uh, this past weekend, guys, was fun with having uh, the Derby and the draft. And it, it, it really is amazing how big the draft has gotten. You know, the fact that we went from, you know, maybe a half a dozen props to, to two dozen props to about four dozen props. And it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And the more stuff we have on the board and, you know, uh, guests love it. I mean, they're walking around with those sheets and they're looking at mocks. And, and you know, we, we did not do well on Chase under six and a half and Trey Lance under six and a half. Because uh, that was their position on the board. The betters did really, really well with both of those. Um, but overall, handle was phenomenal and gets bigger and bigger every year. With with everything that's going on, and we got we got PGA golf, and you got horse racing, and of course Major League Baseball. But the NBA is still going down, and the Lakers have not looked very good. They get Anthony Davis back in the last five games. He hasn't been great. LeBron comes back. He hasn't been great. Anything you've noticed in the uh, NBA? Anybody buying into any of these teams from the West? Because I'm hearing a lot of love for Phoenix lately. I think they are. You're absolutely right about the Lakers. You know, LeBron whining a little bit about, you know, the whole play-in game. I mean, if he was in the top, you know, two or three, I'm sure that he wouldn't have said a peep about it. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, they're still the Lakers. And, you know, they're, I know they've lost three in a row. But they, they still have time. And once the postseason rolls around, um, they're that team that can hit that switch. You'd like them to be playing better. I think for us out here, you know, when they're good and they're relevant and it's, you know, our, our close proximity in Southern California and in late games, it's always good. Um, I still like the Clippers a lot. I know they've lost a few games in a row as well, but man, Phoenix is playing so good right now, guys. And, you know, the addition of Chris Paul and what he's meant to that team. Um, it's kind of fun. I think having a wide open West this year and not everybody just talking about it, it's going to be the Lakers against who. Um, so I think overall, you know, everybody thought it would be Lakers nets and those teams could be on a, you know, collision course. They both need to stay healthy. They're both on kind of many losing streaks right now. Um, but I think it's a little bit more open than it has been the last few years. And Chuck, oh, by the way, the Stanley Cup playoffs begin in a week. Anything uh, noteworthy that you should mention with uh, with the action or just the way teams are playing of late? Yeah, I mean, I think Vegas is playing really, really good, guys. I mean, I look at the Central and how bunched up the Hurricane, Lightning, and, and Panthers are uh, in the East. You know, Pittsburgh is now uh, in, in first place with, with Washington right behind them and the Islanders. It's like every division you look at, teams are so bunched up, except the North Division, which where Toronto's really, you know, kind of run away with it. But I look at that West right now with Vegas and, and Colorado, the two teams that were – kind of one, two on the future book board. Um, Colorado had become the choice, even though Vegas is of course the betting favorite out here. Had the long win streak before they lost. Uh, they won again. Uh, Lanch have a very favorable schedule down the stretch. They have a game in hand and these two play each other the last game of the season. So I think the wild West is going to be wild and it's going to be hmm. interesting to see who ends up finishing one, because if Vegas, for whatever reason, doesn't win the West and they finish the uh, Minnesota has just owned Vegas since they came into the league. That becomes a much more difficult task, I think, for Colorado or Minnesota or for uh, Vegas to have to play Minnesota in that first round. So I think the team that finishes one in the West really benefits if it's Vegas or Colorado. Mm, Going to be fun with a different setup this year. That's Chuck Esposito, Station Casino's Race and Sportsbook Director. Chuck, hope to uh, catch up next week, all right? 
All right, guys. Sounds great. Enjoy the games this week. Uh, absolutely. Chuck Esposito here on BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvath. You know, no matter what the week is, what the month, what's going on at the sports calendar, we can always count on Ryan Horvath to ask a sportsbook director about college football. <laughs> I just, yeah. yeah. Because honestly, like, and, and most times it's like, no, nothing's happened with college football in April. Man, but they, they released the Heisman odds, you know what I mean? And it's just, I feel like right now is the time to get value. Imagine if you would have had a Joe Burrow ticket two years ago, preseason. I don't think we're gonna get I don't think we're gonna get those anymore though. No, those quarterback numbers are so short now they're they're making sure not to get killed on MVP and Heisman with quarterbacks. Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat, lightning bets are next. We'll bring in Vic Chalksey from BetQL as well on the BetQL Audio Network.